This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Your Harrogate Podcast, sponsored by Hacksware. We actually have some breaking news. I've got Alfie and Tabitha Hancock here. Hello. Hello. And we've got some breaking news about something that happened on Friday. Um, my dad um, broke his trousers. He ripped them while I was doing Joe It was very substance. It was very <laughs> satisfying and funny. So, it was probably the second highlight of lockdown. He what ripped was the them first? right across. He ripped them right across his bottom. What was the first highlight of lockdown? Um, he Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, well, fair enough. So I ripped my trousers doing a squat. No, duck walk. A duck walk during Joe Wicks. Well, thank you both so very yes. much for and that. Then it ripped just behind the willy in the bottom. <laughs> just right. Thank you. Right. <laughs> On with the. That's nice. Okay, so on with the Your Harrogate podcast. I'm just walking away from them now. So um, on our podcast today, we are talking about, you'll like this, Game Birds. We're talking about Yorkshire Game with superstar celeb chef Steph Moon, who's going to be on Zoom in just a tick. And can I just say, if you didn't see a really nice bit at the end of last week, we would like to just keep cheering you up. And doing nice things, nice community things during this lockdown. So we went and gave Jane, who's the head from Panel Primary, a bottle of fizz. She'd been nominated as a key worker superhero. That video is on our Facebook and on our Insta and on our Twitter from over the weekend. So check it out and you can nominate a key worker. It doesn't have to be a teacher. It could be somebody in the NHS. It could be a carer. It could be somebody who's out driving buses every day. It could be anything. Somebody who's working who you'd like to nominate for this week's treat. You go to yourharrogate.co.uk. Now our special guest is Stephanie Moon. And we say a very good morning to Steph Moon. Good morning and happy Monday. Uh, yeah, happy Monday to you, Nick. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Did you get any flooding around your part of the world last week or did you escape? We did. Did we ever in Boroughbridge? It, the river was really high. Yeah, really high. Um, there was a garage there and an old folks' home have, have struggled with it. And it's been, you know, all around here, there's big puddles everywhere and the streams are up and everything everything's up it's uh, scary nick what, what the power of water can do yeah now, well i remember i remember Boroughbridge. i think actually probably about this time maybe last year i can remember around that sort of milby island way and stuff but even even just even just getting from a to b and seeing some of the standing water in the fields yeah there's a lot of water around you see and then and then that makes for very very muddy dog walks yes (laughs) i've done one of those this morning (laughs) they're they're both sat next to me here on the sofa and uh, yeah i've done one of those and it was very muddy but uh, at least it's sunshining today, Nick, exactly. which is uh, which is always a blessing. Hallelujah! <laughs> so this is this is I think actually we, we talked last week, didn't we, about about hugging a bowl food? And actually, this this is a food which I mean I always think of I always think of this as quite decadent, really. But it's coming to the end of the season, so we thought it'd be really good to talk about Yorkshire game today. When does the yeah. season when does the season run out? Well, different game birds are 
different times. So, for example, uh, Partridge finishes uh, on the 1st of February. Um, you know, pheasant's a little longer. You've got, you know, venison in and out of season as well. Things like rabbit are around all year round, but hare has a very short season. Um, game is something that I think in the world we are very known for here in Yorkshire. You know, Yorkshire game does literally go around the world because we don't eat that much of it ourselves. Um, people come from all over the world to shoot our game here in Yorkshire and it's seen as very much a gentleman's sport, um, but it brings a lot of money into the county. I, you know, I'm a fan of it because I think it's sustainable. It's, you know, it, it's zero food miles. It's literally, you know, um, zero food miles. So in that regard, I think it's a good thing, but it's something that I think a lot of people are scared of game. That's what yeah. I was going to say, and, and it's a good thing this is recorded because just in case I say this wrong, but the first thing I was going to ask you about was pheasant plucking. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> uh, a pheasant and, plucker. <laughs> and so, so cooking game yourself. Yes. And and, and I I have a little bit of experience of that. Uh, only only in the in that my mum really likes pheasant and she cooks yeah. the game chips and all that kind of thing. But if you've never done it before. What's your best what's your best advice? You obviously don't want to be plucking the pheasant yourself, do you? I think, I mean, to pluck a bird is quite a tricky thing to do. And, you know, it's something that we should all actually know how to do, but a lot, you know, I've done it many times. And I think as a chef, you are you are expected to be able to do that. Um, and I've worked, I've worked at uh, Rudding, I've worked at Coniston Hall, I've worked, you know, I've worked in places that have, um, um, like at Coniston, there was a big shoot there, regular, and we used to cook our way through over a thousand pheasants, which is a lot of pheasant. Yeah. But it, what I used to find was it was the dishes that were less um, tricky, you know, anything people don't like bone they don't like the thoughts of coming across a pheasant bone or anything like that puts people off so for for me i always used to make them into things like pheasant burgers uh, casseroles that kind of thing um and you know things like partridge which is seen as a really beautiful sweet uh, nutty kind of game bird we would do um we'd take the, the breasts off the bird and then you would do something called confit the legs, which is basically sitting the, the legs of the birds into um, like a little bath of, of duck fat, which sounds horrendous, sounds very greasy. But what it does when you slow cook it, Nick, it falls off the bone and it becomes a bit like confit duck. It's confit pheasant, confit partridge, whatever. And that's how you cook the legs because the legs of the birds are running around on the moors and they're you know they're very lean uh, and they can be quite tough so it's always a good idea to pan fry the, the breast of the bird but then confit the leg so for example your uh, pheasant i bet you would maybe make it as a casserole or something like that slow cook um is always a really good one for game so would you would you say pheasant or partridge is a good place to start then or does it not really matter because they both take a bit I, of work to, to cook i think 
pheasant is a great place to start because they're easy to get hold of. Partridge is a beautiful game bird. It's my favorite. Um, partridge breasts are sweet and nutty and lovely. Pheasant can be a little bit more tough depending on the time of the season. Um, and often slow cooking is the way forward. But with partridge, it's a flash in the pan and uh, a little knob of butter in there, some fresh herbs, a bit of rosemary thyme, and just baste it in there and it's sensational. But it is something that, you know, people are scared of. So I would, I would try partridge, I would try pheasant, and I think they're good ones to begin with. And you'd recommend a casserole or making a pie or something like that then? Where yeah, yeah. I mean, a game pie, a proper game pie is a beautiful thing. And you can put in it whatever game you've got to hand, but it's about making it, um, you know, making it something people want to eat. So really getting the level of um, the meat right in there, not overcooking it. Dry, dry game is awful. It yeah. really is. It's funny. My my sister, um, her husband shoots, and uh, uh, so they always have loads of game in their freezer. And you go round. Some um, when when my nieces and, and nephew were t were tiny, they were like three or four, and you know, they'd be, oh, we're having pheasant pheasant for tea, and I, I think, wow, I was so impressed, you know. And they would they'd eat all sorts of game, and I think. It's just that we are stuck in this rut of of not trying different game birds. Uh, you know, everybody eats chicken, and how different is a pheasant to a chicken? Not a great deal of difference, really. Um, so, why not give it a try? Try it maybe as a as a burger or as a meatball, or you know, don't just think. Mm. I, I love the fact that your your mum likes pheasant. I think that's brilliant. So you wow. know how to cook it. Yeah, well, that's not scared that of the it. Same, that is the same as probably the same as you, where she lives. She lives down the road and from a farmer who who you know is is uh, farmers like gifting these things on people, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that's, oh dear! But it's the same. It's the same, I think, across the country, really, isn't it? It's just, it's such a farmery thing. It's, I think she does have to pluck them herself sometimes, actually. Yeah. As you say, yeah. quite the job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so we would, um, my mum would really like uh, pheasant and then having um, sort of bread sauce and maybe something like yeah. sauce or something. Traditionally served, Nick, yeah. Bread sauce, game chips, yeah. fried breadcrumbs, mm. bit of chicken liver pate on a crouton, that kind of thing. That's the traditional way to have game. And then you have red currant jelly that you smother in your sauce as well. And, and that's actually the traditional way for game. And so to have it with the game chips and everything, that's good. Chips not like not like a, a proper chip. These are more like a crisp almost. Yes, they're sort yeah. of round, aren't they? And, and yeah. there'll be a lot of people. There'll be a lot of people who who if they've not cooked it themselves have certainly tried it. You know, on a menu somewhere like yeah. or whatever, because they are pretty. Like a game pie is a pretty popular dish in a. In yeah, a very much so. Yeah, very much so. You know, I think if you've if you know you want to have a go, I would say try something like a pheasant, and um, I would slow cook it, I'd either roast it on the bone um, or I'd make it into a casserole. Um, bit of smoky bacon in there, 
big chunky shallots in there, bits of carrot and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, get your wine in there and then top it up with some uh, uh, water and bay leaf and, and just slow cook it and let it work its magic. And it will make it, you, you know, people, I think if you give game a try, you could be quite pleasantly surprised by how tender it can be. Quite pleasantly surprised, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say we got all the way through without any jokes about game birds, but uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a pheasant plucker. Um, oh well, that's lovely. I think I think that's a great idea. It's it's a real it's a real good it's another real good winter one, isn't it? I think. To yeah. I think I think we need we just need these things that just warm the cockles up a bit. I think at the moment, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. Now you've sent some nice pictures as well, so we'll put that on our social media today as well so we can yeah. not only that particular one nick that particular one is partridge and it's partridge breast and then comfy leg some pickled uh blackberries and some little homemade oat cakes in there as well so yeah it's a nice little starter that one nick to get you going <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you have, to, you have to make that for your mum one day. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I uh, won't be for a while, but uh, yes, I'll. <laughs> if she finds Indeed. out, if she finds out about this, she'll be very pleased. She's had a mention. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Steph. Have a brilliant week, and we'll look forward to catching up next week. Bye, Nick. The What's Hot Guide with DoorsDirect.co.uk. For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit doorsdirect.co.uk. I'm Ben Groom and this is another What's Hot Guide, bringing you all the latest on events coming to Harrogate and the surrounding areas in the coming days and weeks. Now there's not much in the way of events at the moment, at least not physically, but Harrogate International Festivals is bringing us the Bowen Salon North from the 28th of January. Now this is a series of TED Talks available online for free, presenting the most stimulating ideas in arts, science and psychology. So this is a series of expert speakers taken to our digital screens and engaging audiences around their subjects. Completely free, a really popular event under normal circumstances and it's sure to be just as engaging in its new virtual format. So that's the Berwyn Cellar North coming to our screens from the 28th of January and available through the Harrogate International Festival's website harrogateinternationalfestivals.com forward slash salon dash north. The What's Hot Guide with doorsdirect.co.uk For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit doorsdirect.co.uk Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to Steph Moon and thank you so much to our sponsors, Hacks, for today's Your Harrogate podcast. Now, when we return tomorrow, and if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll get this straight away on your phone tomorrow morning. We're talking about the virtual Harrogate artisan market. That's on tomorrow's podcast. In the meantime, have a lovely day and stay safe.